Part 2, Zoonosis Prevention for Animals Recall exposure to zoonotic diseases falls within four main risk areas or sources, animal contact, animal environment, food and water, and vectors, with five routes of transmission, direct contact, fomites, aerosol or airborne, ingestion, and mechanical or biological spread by vectors. Adding prevention measures to prevent or reduce transmission and when possible eliminate the source, coupled with the personal protection measures we just discussed, we can add additional layers of protection against a wide range of pathogens regardless of species. Measures to disrupt transmission should include actions such as implementing biosecurity practices, waste management and proper carcass disposal, sanitation and disinfection, and controlling and eliminating disease-carrying vectors and scavengers. All of these actions can protect against zoonoses impacts on human and animal health. Biosecurity consists of measures or management practices that prevent the introduction and spread of diseases on and off the farm. These measures also reduce the spread and transfer of zoonotic diseases to people and between animals. Biosecurity should be incorporated into daily routine management protocols to protect healthy livestock populations. Enhanced measures will be needed in disease outbreak situations. While a comprehensive coverage of biosecurity is beyond the scope of this course, the Center for Food Security and Public Health does have a wide range of materials available, including communication tools to discuss this important topic with clients. These resources can be found on the CFSPH website under Biosecurity. But when thinking about zoonotic disease transmission, it is important to remain aware of the different ways that pathogens can enter a farm. As this figure shows, this includes incoming animals and transport vehicles, feed and water, vehicles, equipment, or bedding, vectors including arthropods, rodents, wild birds or wildlife, airborne, and people, including producers, workers, and visitors. All of these factors highlight the importance of farm biosecurity and ways to prevent the introduction and transmission of zoonotic diseases. One important step for preventing disease is managing animal contact and movement. This includes quarantining new or returning animals for a period of time before they are placed with the home herd. Sick animals should also be isolated away from their herd mates. It is also ideal to keep animals separated by species, age, and production phase. Talk with producers about caring for animals in a manner that moves from low disease risk animals to higher risk animals, such as those that are ill, to minimize disease spread on the farm. Biosecurity measures on a farm must also address people and objects, since they can serve as sources of disease. Educate producers on disease transmission via contaminated fomites. Advise that all people in contact with animals wear clean clothing and footwear, as well as additional personal protective equipment like gloves or face masks. In addition, any contaminated objects should be cleaned and disinfected. As we learned, animal feces is a key source for many zoonotic pathogens. Help clients develop an effective waste management program. Encourage them to remove manure and soiled bedding promptly and keep animal areas clean. Additionally, some insects require manure or organic material for development, so cleaning animal feeding areas, yards, and barns can minimize these vectors. Remind them that any equipment utilized to handle or move manure should be cleaned after use 
and disinfected when possible. Those cleaning animal areas should wear coveralls, boots, and gloves, and a mask if dust is generated, such as when sweeping. Farm clothing should be removed after chores and not worn home or into the house. Hands should be washed after removing protective clothing and gloves. Timely carcass disposal is critical to prevent disease spread. Options selected must be in compliance with local and state regulations. Burning, burial, and composting are most common. An important consideration when disposing of carcasses is to prevent access by scavengers and wildlife. Cleaning and disinfection is an essential part of reducing or eliminating pathogens in the farm environment, and especially for equipment, footwear, and vehicles. Talk with clients about important key steps in the C&D process that are often overlooked. These include the removal of all gross debris prior to washing surfaces, as well as rinsing detergent before application of a disinfectant. Both of these factors can impede the efficacy of a disinfectant product. Allow the disinfectant the appropriate contact time to work. This is often an overlooked step. And finally, rinse away the disinfectant after the process is completed and animals are returned to the area. Of course, another key step is selecting the proper disinfectant. Microorganisms vary in their susceptibility to different disinfectant products. A broad-spectrum disinfectant is appropriate for daily sanitation, but when disease situations occur, such as for cryptosporidiosis or Q fever, a different product may be needed for maximum control. We also learned that arthropod vectors, scavengers, and wildlife reservoirs can pose a disease threat to animals and people. Therefore, efforts to control these pests, while difficult, should be attempted. Vector control programs begin with understanding the insect's life cycle. Insect life stages vary, and so do the specific effective control measures. For instance, the egg-laying grounds for flies are different than that of mosquitoes and midges, and one approach will not necessarily work for all. For maximum impact, vector control programs should include three parts, source reduction, exclusion, and controlling adults. Source reduction consists of eliminating potential insect breeding areas and larval habitats. Generally, this involves removal of standing water sources like old tires, empty buckets, or even tree holes. It can also include agitating any water sources such as stock tanks or water troughs, or minimizing tall vegetation. Some insects require manure or organic material for development, so cleaning animal feeding areas, yards, and barns can also be a part of a source reduction strategy. Sometimes parasitic or predatory insects may be used to control the larval stages of other insects. Examples include bacterial toxins such as Bacillus thuringiensis, mosquito fish, parasitic wasps, and dung beetles that feed on arthropod larvae. Exclusion means minimizing opportunities for insects to interact with animals or in animal areas. This includes practices like using screens on barns and keeping feed storage areas secure. Controlling adult insects often involves the use of insecticides, either as a knockdown or residual treatment. Some products are used in vector habitat areas, while others may be applied directly to animals. These methods are often less effective compared to controlling egg and larval stages through habitat reduction methods. Baits and flytraps may aid in efforts, but should not be used as the sole method of control. When using chemical pesticides, 
proper precautions must be taken when handling and applying them. Rodents, wild birds, wildlife such as deer or feral swine, even farm animals such as cats and dogs have the potential to introduce and spread disease on a farm environment via contaminated fur, feet, or feathers. Contact with wild animals can spread disease and feed or the environment can become contaminated with their feces, putting animals and people at risk for exposure to diseases such as salmonellosis. While complete exclusion can be difficult, Efforts should be taken to minimize interaction of livestock or poultry with these animals. To prevent disease spread by rodents and wild birds, clients can implement a vermin control program that is based on cleaning, exclusion, and control. Keeping animal sites clean will reduce attraction of wild birds, rodents, and other potential vectors. Make sure to store feed in a thick, sealable container, clean up feed spills immediately, dispose of trash or food waste regularly, and dispose of carcasses promptly. To exclude vermin, use screening on doors, windows, and vents. Plug all holes larger than a quarter of an inch with steel wool and seal cracks with caulking. Mow around buildings and line the perimeter with gravel to discourage entry by vermin. Minimize bird gatherings in livestock and poultry areas by using pest management measures to discourage nesting and roosting. Pest management procedures may be necessary to control vector species such as rodents or birds to keep them from tracking pathogens from unsecure to biosecure areas. Rodent control may involve the use of traps, which should be checked daily, or the use of rodenticides. For some zoonotic diseases, wildlife species act as important reservoirs. People should avoid contact with wildlife, particularly if they are high risk. Hunters should take precautions when field dressing or harvesting wild animals. Wildlife management and control strategies will vary depending on the animal species involved, the distribution of animals, population density, habitat, and social organization. Wildlife barriers such as double fencing can be installed around animal enclosures to minimize interactions. In all cases, Wildlife management must be conducted within local laws and regulations. This slide shows a few examples of zoonotic diseases that can be transmitted by wildlife to livestock or poultry. Feral swine can transmit brucellosis, bovine tuberculosis, leptospirosis, salmonellosis, and E. coli. Deer can be reservoirs for bovine tuberculosis, Lyme disease, Q fever, and leptospirosis. Raccoons and skunks, of course, are reservoirs for rabies, as well as Bayless ascariasis and leptospirosis. Waterfowl are important in the transmission of avian influenza, salmonellosis, and campylobacteriosis. Certainly efforts to eliminate pathogens from the source or animal are what veterinary personnel work toward every day. Yet as we know, this can be one of the more difficult levels to achieve. Continue to encourage and promote preventative interventions, including vaccination, treatment, isolation, and proper nutrition. A key step in zoonosis prevention is maintaining a healthy herd. If a disease is not present in animals, there is no risk of exposure for people who have animal contact. Periodic veterinary examinations and diagnostic testing for diseases of concern can greatly enhance disease detection efforts. Clients should work regularly with their veterinarian to prevent disease through vaccination, use of antiparasitic drugs, and other preventative treatments. 
Vaccination is a key part of a herd health program since it can prevent, reduce, or eliminate disease in an animal population. Direct transmission of zoonoses can be decreased when cattle are vaccinated for diseases like brucellosis, for example. Foodborne disease transmission can also be reduced for some diseases, such as vaccination of poultry for salmonellosis. Work with producers to identify vaccine-preventable diseases that could affect their operation and help them develop an effective vaccination schedule. This is an important part of their herd health program. Additional benefits of vaccination in animals includes decreased need for antibiotic use and reduced animal suffering due to illness. Antiparasitic drugs are used to prevent, reduce, or eliminate parasitic infections and infestations. They may target helminths, arthropods, or protozoa, many of which can cause zoonotic disease as well as impact animal growth and production and reduce the ability of the animal to fight off disease. It's important to educate producers on parasites that are common in your area and treatments available. Antiparasitic drugs, however, are only one part of the parasite control program. Advise producers to use these products in combination with other control methods like manure management and rotational grazing. As with vaccination, parasite control programs vary by species, age, production phase, and geographic location. As we have seen for several bacterial zoonoses, a growing number are developing antibiotic resistance to common therapeutics used for treatment. It is always important to practice judicious use of these products. Appropriate antibiotic use and stewardship is composed of several parts. It is the responsibility of the veterinary professional to conduct appropriate diagnostics and establish an accurate and functional case definition. If there is a non-antibiotic alternative, which will appropriately prevent, control, or treat the disease challenge, then antibiotic use should be avoided whenever possible. If selecting an antibiotic, it should be demonstrated to be safe and effective for the intended purpose, while assuring that the use is safe and effective. You should also be continually evaluated to assure continued treatment is still necessary to assure the health of the animal. A key step in zoonosis prevention is maintaining a healthy herd. This means using good animal husbandry practices and raising healthy livestock. Encourage clients to address animal housing, nutrition, and stress. Management practices that keep livestock healthy are important for zoonosis prevention. When talking to producers, emphasize that inadequate housing, poor nutrition, and stress can negatively impact the comfort, productivity, and disease resistance of livestock. Advise that animals should be housed in safe, clean, and dry environments. Producers should also take measures to prevent extreme heat and cold when possible. Good nutrition is needed for proper body condition to reproduce, produce milk or eggs, and develop a strong immune system to fight disease. A balanced diet is important for all animals. Educate producers on nutrition. Livestock should have adequate feed intake and protein, vitamin, and mineral needs must be met. Extreme temperatures, new housing, stressful handling, and transportation are common causes of stress in livestock and poultry. Negative effects of stress include changes in the immune system and decreased feed intake, which can increase the chance of disease. To minimize stress in livestock, advise producers to limit coal mingling, avoid changes in the environment, reduce exposure to loud noises, and minimize the use of restraints.
Talk with clients about diseases of concern for animal health, but also human health. Educate them on transmission and prevention practices that can keep them both safe. Also talk with clients about disease monitoring and observing animals daily for signs of illness or poor health so animals do not suffer or spread disease to others. Educate them on signs to look for, such as reduced feed intake, weight loss, decreased activity, depression, eye or nasal discharge, and when they should contact you immediately, such as for sudden deaths, high mortalities, abortions, diarrhea, or respiratory disease. This is also an essential step in enhancing detection of zoonotic diseases. Producer education is an essential task for veterinarians. Keeping animals healthy not only increases productivity, profitability, and livelihood, it also protects producers and their families. Please complete the short quiz for Lesson 3, then continue to Lesson 4, where we will talk more about communicating about zoonotic diseases.